On today's episode, we cover the preseason. Uh, it's been a while since we've dropped this many preseason pods, but uh, we're pretty excited. It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast, the home of all things Super League. All things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. Dale Taylor here. I am your host today. He is back. He's been at me all week. His argument, the guys want me. It's a disservice to the league if you don't have me on. That's all it takes uh, to get Lucas Plaza on the show. Plaz. Mate, I feel like, uh, look, I'm not in the league for my basketball talent, so we're wasting whatever good thing I can do, and that's potting. So I'm here, and I'm hopefully here for a long time. Mate, it's great to have you back. Uh, also, another man not quite as popular, but he is joining us nonetheless. He is the GM of the Marinol Matadors, and he is the man that has rubbed knobs with the best of them. Tristan Blacker. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you going? Hi, Plozzy. Hello, mate. Mate, it's, it's pretty good to have you guys back on the pod. It's been a little while in between drinks, and um, yeah, I'm thrilled to have you boys back. It's always, it's always a fun uh, episode when we get both of you guys together. Especially when we can just sit here and talk genuine tripe, because I feel like with no official games going on at the moment, that might be what we do for the next half an hour or so. Yeah, a lot of speculation about to happen. Mm. Just before we start, today's episode brought to you by Lincoln Scott from Coronas Real Estate. He is the Dill Jenk of the real estate game. <laughs> Selling your house, contact Link Scott from Coronas Real Estate. Or contact Dil Jenk and he'll put you in contact with Link Scott. He does assist well, Dil Jenk. He'll, put, he'll feed him. Boys, so so we had preseason. We've done preseason a little bit differently this uh, this time around. We've gone with a like a round robin type thing. So instead of each week you get to face one team, we're facing off against a couple of teams. Uh, so you get yeah you get a bit of a look at, at a few more uh, opponents that are coming up during the season. Plozzy, what were your thoughts? Oh mate, this is this was a fantastic initiative by I think by the league this season. It's 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 good. It's not just the rock up and uh, you know run up and down and, and bash each other up for 15, 20 minutes type scrimmages we've had before. It's a bit of structure. We've got the rest blowing the whistle and you know it gives you like you said a good chance to, to scope out the league a little bit more and build a, a bit of proper chemistry. So I think it's a great idea and a, the. The feedback from the players so far has been really good too. Yeah, for sure. It, it's definitely got a different feel to it. And I was actually, uh, I was actually about to ask Tristan. We, we yeah, we had the refs uh, getting up and down, which was, I think, a really good thing uh, personally for like a stoppage standpoint. You know, like some of these games sort of they get long winded pretty quick, don't they, Tristan? When there's no refs. hundred percent. I mean, I think in general, what. Um and your commissioner and Rowan Sword was able to do in you know setting up you know twenty minute games where you you know effectively play two teams across an hour and a half period or just under an hour and a half period has been phenomenal and you know plus the referees it's really kind of you know diversified how we normally operate and um, yeah for the most part it, it went really really well. Well, you guys uh, you guys got the first look at it on the on the Monday night. Um, yep. How were the how were the teams looking on the Monday? Uh, I know I know personally on the Tuesday we, were, we got a few rusty lads running up and down, but um, how were they looking on the Monday? Oh, look, Monday I thought was really good. I don't know I don't know if it was because I was having a run and 
everyone just seemed to be running rings around me. So whether that's just me being fat, old, and shit, or whether it was generally just a really good, you know, um, a really good game, you know, few games on that Monday night. But um, yeah, everyone seemed to be quite fit and hitting their straps, and uh, everyone had a great time. Was there any um, was there any standouts that you that you sort of noticed? I know I've got a couple of names in mind for when we talk about Tuesdays, but was there anyone you sort of looked at and gone, oh, geez, he's uh, he's not bad? You know, I didn't notice him so much at the combines. Well, look, I was, you know, I, I said from the get-go that I was taking my brother. Um, and, you know, I, I was adamant that, you know, because he hadn't played in a few years that he was going to be no good. And during the uh, the combines, he turned the ball over, you know, five or six times. And I said to him, you don't have to play it down. Like, you get, I'm, I'm going to be able to pick you. And he goes, I'm not. I'm, I'm rubbish. So <laughs> he was he was really concerning. But then... Come that uh, that first you know game for us, he was you know the Liam Blacker of old. He um, he defended the piss out of it and did a really good job. I, I don't think he actually made a shot, but from a defensive standpoint, he was really good for us. But um, you know there was a few standouts. Uh, Corey Nagel was really good as always, uh, but I think the main the main standout I think for the Monday night was the entire. Um, Campbell's team, they were phenomenal. Uh, they gelled really quickly, really early, uh, and I think they're going to be a real front runner for the for the Monday night competition. It seems to be a, a consistent theme uh, that the Camels are, are a good squad, and um, you know, I think Lockie's really done a good job of, of putting a, a good side together, season in, season out. Uh, this yep. season, he's, he's gone with a couple of familiar faces in in Mike Stewart uh, and even Jake Connor returning, but Dave Morseman as well. Um, yep. yep. He sort of he's got the bones, I think, of a good team there, and and he's he's just sort of refined it this season with a few fresh faces. And uh, like you say, I think I think uh, they look dangerous on paper. Yeah, think, no, look, um, there's, there's there's a few teams there that do, and uh, I think you know between him, yeah, him being able to pick it, you know, a decent side, and a few of these guys having already played together, you know, within Super League, and you know, potentially, you know, at in. Packing them in general, um, yeah, they're going to go really well. It's an interesting thing, Lockie's team. And I think I remember on draft night when he called uh, Mikey's name out, probably a little bit earlier than what most thought he, you know, he would probably go. But then he just, I don't know, the way he builds his team. Obviously, there's nothing like picking blokes that you played with before, and it's a lot easier to build around something that you already know. He's done a great job. He does it every season. These teams are always up there and challenging. So. I don't think it comes as a surprise, but it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's expected. I think with someone of Lockie's, uh, I guess, mental ability when it comes to planning the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He's mental. He's mental. <laughs> I was trying to find the right word. I couldn't. I couldn't quite quite get one there. I was still on mental. <laughs> hey Tristan, before we go too far past the Matadors, did was Jay Burgess there on uh, on Monday? He was. Yeah. How was he? Tell me about yeah, Jay Burgess. Yeah. JB was very good. We um, look. It probably took us the first twenty minutes to kind of work out, you know, who's going to play where. Um, so you know that the 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 first game he kind of just you know went about his business. But when we kind of had a bit of a chat in our our break and, and into that second game, Jay uh, really hit his straps, and I'm pretty stoked actually. Like I know I like. Spoke to you, DT, about, you know, should I take him in the third? Like, I knew of him, but I didn't know a lot about him. But I think I've got a bit of a steal in that third-round pick with him. So, um, he's going to play really well. 
and um, yeah, I'm stoked to have him as part of the Matadors. Yeah, I think he'll tie in nicely with those two high IQ guys that you've got in in Lee Belton and Matt Darcy, uh, especially. Yeah. yeah, for um, sure. But but I mean, also you've got a whole team made up of guys who are high IQ guys as well. So um, I think the whole team will benefit, um, particularly with the high IQ. But I think Jay Burgess will fit in well with everyone there. Well, I think so. I, I like I like to think that you know even you know the likes of me and my brother can you know, mix it up as from, from an IQ standpoint with the rest of that team because we're going to need to be on our game um, from an IQ standpoint and, a, you know, a team camaraderie standpoint because, you know, uh, who have we got? We got Woody and uh, Michael Schneider as our, as our five. And then, you know, outside of that, you've got me and Lee Belton. So we're a very small team. Um, so we really need to, you know, be switched on and, and working as a, you know, cohesive unit to to be able to combat, you know, the bigs, you know, come when we're playing in defense, essentially. Is small, yeah. is small the right word, though, I reckon? Because you, you're not a long team, but there's definitely some size there. Like, Woody's a, a big, strong dude. Lee's, you know, he's no scrawny kid, and obviously Mick Snyder's can move the biggest of them. So I feel like you've got some size there in the paint. It's just maybe length that might be more the issue. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it's it's where you know we're going to have a big focus, and it, and it's not even something that you know, like I say to you guys, I oh, just see what you know. Let's just wait and see what happens. But we're pretty vocal in a sense that everyone needs to box out. So you know, your, your Woody's and even Lee Belton's, you know, he's a decent size. Everyone just needs to box out and let that free man, you know, pull in boards. Um, so we've got that size to be able to do that. But yeah, it's just the length that if we if we don't grab a body. Um, you know the, the likes of like Mick Stewart and even you know like Cooper Lantings and blokes like running around that you know can jump through the roof um, are going to have a field day against us. So you know being on our game defensively is going to be um, really important. You um, you obviously got a bit of a look at all the teams. What did you think of say uh, the Blazers for example? Were they a good side as well? Did you did you like what you saw out of those guys? Oh look. I you know what? It, it's funny because I think I probably looked at everybody a little bit more these combines than I normally would, being that I'm GMing and playing this season. Uh, and I said to a couple of people, I think Rose Sword in particular, it's just so evenly matched this season more more than ever. Uh, every everyone is is evenly matched. Like the the wins that people had weren't by much. I know we we got a couple of wins, and it was only anywhere between two to four points. So. Everyone, everyone has a, a decent side. I think it's going to be that first month of the regular season where we're going to see, you know, where teams are, are kind of going to end up. The the Blazers look really good. Uh, they run the floor really well, um, and they've got some perimeter shooting as well, which is which is always good. Rowan's Bloodhounds are, are another even, you know, even uh, distributed team that you know can rebound, can shoot, can you know slash and, and attack and. Um, you know, they, they showed a lot on uh, on that Monday night as well. I think they'll be a bit of a smoky, actually. Like, um, particularly on the defensive end, there's not going to be much that they can't switch on because they're all sort of similar long, long yep. dudes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think they're going to take some people by surprise in the season. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't disagree. I think, like, I honestly do believe that... Um, this will be the the closest uh, the closest competition um, that we've had in Super League. I think just the way that 
you know, the, it went so deep from kind of, you know, the second, the third round all the way to the sixth round. So it's um, it's, it's going to be a really interesting interesting season. And, and what I think probably surprises me the most is because it is so evenly matched, but a lot of our GMs traded picks. So there was guys that had, you know, a heap of, you know, that traded out of the first round. You got, you know, uh, Mike Godfrey that had two picks in the first round. So everybody had, you know, a, a weird allotment of, of selections, but the, the competition is so evenly matched. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um the corns, tell me about the corns. Uh who are they? They I think they were rubbish, weren't they? Curtis's <laughs> corns. Nah, <laughs> again, like I I uh I I, I couldn't fault them. Um they, they were missing a couple, but um you know, Curtis got out there as well, and, and he actually he knocked some big shots. So, if you've got blokes like that coming off the bench and and shooting the ball well, um, yeah, they, they're going to go really well. What about the? Um, so I'm just I'm looking at the schedule, so I just want to get a, like yep. a quick comment from all of. What about the, the the Gormley brothers and the kittens? Yeah, they they had a, a slow start. Um, they, they were missing Pete Kennedy, so. You know, there's their main guy, um, you know, to play up the top with um, one of the Gormley brothers. But look, you know, those two Gormley brothers together, they're super, super high IQ. They've obviously played a lot of basketball together being brothers. One's a point guard. One can kind of play through, you know, three through five. Um, So they probably, they're one of the teams that probably didn't show a lot on the Monday night. But, um, you know, again, once they get their full squad together, um, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, that, that extra dynamic that Pete Kennedy brings, you know, with those guys. Yeah. And what about the Lanting Koalas? Good. Really good. Um, one Lanting was better than the other. I'll let you be the judge of that. But um, <laughs> I think I think Mitchie's probably, you know, coming into his second season uh, as GM, he's, he's identified some of his, his strengths and some of his weaknesses as far as, you know, drafting a team and, I definitely think, you know, although there was, you know, wasn't a, a lot wrong with his Koalas team last season, I, I like this team a lot. And I think um, I think he's he's done very well with the picks that he has and the players that he's uh, secured. Um, the other probably, the, you know, the big standout, I think, even though Dill Jenk wasn't there, was the Chargers. Bailey Beck is probably a late first start of the second round pick, in my opinion. Wow. Um, He's he's very very good basketball player. That's that's huge. I um I might Bailey, need a moment. Did Bailey scrim at all, or I can't remember seeing him. He did not scrim. Oh, there you go. Some fucking shenanigans here, isn't there? <laughs> hey, Bales, don't rock up, mate. He's a late second rounder, boys. Ooh, no geez. scrim, no scrim there. Mm. Mason Lee had a shifty little mustachio. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I think they look like a really good team on paper. Um, you know, pretty pretty deep all the way down uh, to the seventh round pick. In fact, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens uh, come season time for them. The only the only other team that we haven't commented on, Tristan, is the Crocs. Yeah, look, the uh, the Crocs. Are, well, look, they, they're going to be a hell of a lot better than they were last season. Um, you know like what? That. They weren't even that bad. Like no, no, you're right. I, um, I, I, I still can't believe that they didn't win a game. They came so close on so many occasions. 
Yeah, I, anyway. I, I think I'm just kind of get on the Jesto bandwagon when it comes to <laughs> give them a bit of a spray. But um, no, look, I, I was wasn't sure how the the dynamics of Jimmy McGrath and Kyle Nagel was going to go, but um, they played very very well together. Um, Sarah was was really good. Uh, Sean Sirikowski, you know, playing down low with Carfi and um, and Jaden O'Brien. Jaden O'Brien popped out a few times to knock some threes. So he was really good. Dance Doe did Dance Doe things, but they're um, I think they're the them and the um, camels have a really even spread side as far as you know your traditional one man through to your five man. So yeah, they got I a squad. They got a really good squad. They do. So and then uh, Sammy wasn't there, so I didn't I didn't get to see Sammy fit in with those guys. But um, he's good. Book a, a, a decent, a decent outfit. So it was probably really, it was probably the camels, the chargers, and the crocs that were the the main standouts. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the unicorns go you know, this week uh, with Trent Castling. You know, hopefully there for the full, the full session. He missed out. Um, you know, one of them. Uh, and hopefully, Gav Trapnell's there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we're gonna we're gonna tuck into a break real quick. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about the the Tuesday night comp, but we'll also get into some of the uniforms. They're pretty much all out now, so uh, we'll talk about which ones you liked, which ones you didn't like, um, and go from there. Just bear with us for a moment. Horn Industrial Coatings offer you the best quality in epoxy floor coverings. Whether it's a factory floor, showroom, garage or outdoor basketball court, Horn Industrial Coatings will have you covered. Their products are designed to be hard wearing and are suitable for foot traffic and even vehicle traffic. With over 20 years of experience, Dean and the crew at Horn Industrial Coatings will make sure your flooring is finished to the highest standard. Get in contact for a free quote at www.hornindustrialcoatings.com.au. And we are back, uh, boys. So Tuesday night action, um, it was it was pretty decent to sit there and watch. I watched most of the night. Plozzy, I know you were around for a little bit as well, but uh, what, were the, what were the vibes on the Tuesday night? Well, mate, I think um, the, the general consensus is Tuesday night is the night to be there if you're coming down for a look because – we got the nerds on Monday night, and we got the Mad Dogs on the Tuesday, and it, <laughs> it, it seemed that way even just for the scrimmages. Um, I got there, I got there late. Obviously, we had the late time slot, but um, no, it was a good standard. You know, the guys all had a pretty good run. There was a couple of blokes missing, like Tritty said from the Monday night as well. But um, it, from all reports, uh, the early games were all pretty tight, and um, I know the late ones were too. Um, you know, there was only a, a shot or two between most squads, and, and everyone seemed to. You know, build a bit of chemistry and hopefully show a little bit more next week as well. Yeah, I know. I know. Like speaking personally, uh, the, I know the Reapers in our first in our first match. I thought that we were pretty underdone. Um, we were we were a little shorthanded, but um, we also were very much finding our feet. And in the second game, I felt like we'd very much found our feet uh, in terms of hitting shots and finding people on the right spots and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to build on that next week, um, but amazing what you can do in you know twenty minutes of basketball. Well, I reckon I watched. Was it maybe your first, the back end of your first scrim? And we spoke about it later in the night. But obviously, Tommy, Tommy Walsh couldn't hit a, a mid-range shot. He couldn't hit a layup. And then come the second scrim, he dropped everything. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He 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 missed everything, as did everyone else. Um, not one of us could buy a basket in that first one, but in the second one, everyone was hitting everything, and we we're all in the right spots at the right time. So, I think it's like that's it's definitely not like, hey, we've in twenty minutes found where we're all going to be and where we're supposed to be, but um, definitely like positive signs as to, hey, I think this is where we you know we need to work and. Uh, definitely a lot of good stuff to to build on for next week. What, what's the the plan with you guys? Like I'm looking at your list now. Who sort of runs the the one for you? Is it yourself, or I guess do you throw uh, the ball to Tommy and try and get him to to be that floor general? No, I think I think it'll probably be be myself or even Summit. I think we'll probably try and keep Tommy on a wing or working, you know, off the free throw line where he's so good. So um, we'll, we'll try and keep the ball out of his hands um, as much as we can. And um, look, at, at any point, we need someone to, to create with the basketball. I mean, he's as good as anyone. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting because your first rounder, obviously, Matty isn't a, a ball dominant guard or anything like that. He's a, you know, he's a, he played probably plays what the four or even the five in, in some smaller teams. So he doesn't run the ball up per se. Yeah, correct. I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be a, our finisher inside, you know, he he gets a lot of looks just himself by cleaning up others, and um, I think you know we'll be able to certainly work off that free throw line to get him get him shots down low, or even he can be that guy that works off the free throw line. So there's there's so much flexibility in the the scoring options that we have. So uh, I think it's very exciting um, as a GM, sort of watching all those options unfold um, and and looking to build on that next week, like we said, but. Yeah, lot lot to be excited about. I think if if you're a Reapers gem, what did you uh, what did you make of the Jeff Reedless Bulldogs? I heard uh, Riley Saxon was pretty lively. Yeah, so I, I really liked the Bulldogs, man. I I think you know I liked what they showed, especially without having uh, having Jeff there. Um, I thought Riley was was really comfortable. I thought in the uh, in the scrimmages, um, I thought. Or combines, I should say. He, he he looked really promising, but he just couldn't buy a basket. Um, and and I thought particularly on the month, oh, the Tuesday night. Sorry, he was you know he was more comfortable putting the ball in the hole and taking good shots and being very aggressive. I, I thought there's a lot to like about his game. I heard rumours of a little bit of lip too. He might have been chatting. On yeah, the court. so so I don't know if it was just the first game, but you know the first game was pretty. Um, was pretty quiet. There wasn't much being said to, to anyone. Uh, maybe the second game got a bit more lippy, but um, yeah, for, from what I heard out there running against him, he was he was all business, my man. I love that. I love that little little young buck coming in the league and saying, "Hey, boys, I'm here. I'm here." I like it. I like <laughs> it. I actually said to to Jono, "Who would you rather cop stick from, Tommy or Riley Saxon?" So maybe <laughs> like. I don't know. I don't know how how intense the uh, the shit talk was, but I mean, you got to get you got to get a few uh, few more laps around the oval to get on Tommy's level, I guess. <laughs> well, Tommy's done it from day one as well, too, from what I understand. So, <laughs> Tommy's of, the smiling assassin. <laughs> He'll like smile at you and call you an idiot or something, and you know, hey, how'd you miss that free throw? How, how did you do that? He laughed in my face when I missed a layup once. <laughs> laughed at me in my face and I was like, okay, that's probably fair. It just, it just doesn't surprise me in no. the slightest, mate. Did you catch, um, obviously you were there most of the night, I caught the back end of, I caught a fair bit of these scrims too, but obviously the Ducks um, 
Ducks, Bulldogs, and obviously the Ducks and the Reapers yourselves as well. I think uh, I like what John O's done with his team. I've got to be honest. I'm looking at his list again here. He, he bats all the way down to, I mean, I don't know much about Lucas Armstrong, but I know the first six are all genuine basketballers. Yeah, well, well, Lucas Armstrong's no different. Um, the whole the whole squad uh, was very impressive. They were without Ashbeck, um, and they were elite in transition. Like, I know I was I was gassed. I was pretty ill on uh, on Tuesday, but um, the whole squad runs transition and runs it well. Um, I know Lucas had a, like an absolute ripper wraparound pass to Alex Katuziak on the baseline. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like about this squad, I think, if you're John O'Bray. From all reports, I haven't seen Ash play, but he's a he's a monster. Apparently, he's a big, he's a big boy, throws his weight around in the key he, a bit. And... He's a white Zion. <laughs> well, I might fall in love then when we play him mm. in round one. Mm. For sure. I mean, Tristan, you've seen a little bit of Ash Beck play in your day. Yeah, he um, he kind of come through the ranks with my brother and Alex Katusiak and all those guys. And so. Ash Brown was he? Is he in the same yeah, vintage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're all in that same, yeah, same timeline, I guess you'd say. Speaking uh, of dudes, we need to get into the league. True. No, he's a prick of a man. That one. <laughs> handsome though, he's very good looking. <laughs> he's very handsome and a lovely, <laughs> a lovely guy. Um, yeah, no, look, I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Ash Beck play um, from oh, years and years. So it was uh, the first time I kind of saw him again was at our combines, and he wasn't there on Tuesday, but. He's um, he's a big body, but he can do a little bit of everything and he'll be really good inside. So, I mean, another fantastic bloke to have in the league, but, you know, another ball. I say he's going to he's gonna complement that team really well. Like you said, DT, that, look, it, it'll probably come down to them, uh, the Ducks on the Tuesday night and the Chargers on the Monday night who got out and just run trams. I reckon the Ducks probably did it a little bit better with with uh, our man Giuseppe and, uh, and Alex Kay running the floor. Yeah, those got yeah. That was really hard to try and combat um, on Tuesday, but I thought the um, I liked what I saw from the the Penguins. I was too busy like coughing my guts up after that game, but uh, you know you got a couple of elite shooters and and in, in sorry in Starkey and Wardsley, um, but also you know you got Lincoln Scott there running the point, and uh, I thought he did a terrific job um, on Tuesday running the point and really setting the table for the guys. Uh, Chris Eagleton, I, I really enjoyed uh, watching his game. Played against him on Thursday night as well. And, um, yeah, ripper of a basketball player. You know, like very, very similar to, to Dan Eagleton uh, in the way that he plays. And uh, I think that's that's going to be a big pickup for the Penguins. Yeah, I like what Starkey's done there. I, th- I see, obviously, you know, he's the only GM in our, um, in our I guess, in our list that goes as a first rounder. So it's always going to be tough for him. Um, but getting someone like Jess, who's obviously a lights-out shooter, and then picking up, you know, probably one of the better, you know, genuine PGs in the draft in his third round, he's done pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I, I said from the get-go, I think he'd he'd probably drafted one of the the most well-rounded teams uh, that the league's got. So, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to to seeing what they produce uh, in the season. You got a chance to play against them though uh, on. On Tuesday, what did you think? We did, we did. I, I enjoyed the game. They've got, um, and also I think they're, what is it, fifth rounder Dylan Jack. You know, he's a, he played some tough basketball as well. Likes to get in that lane and and you know throw the muscles around and get to the hole. So now they put together pretty well. We were, we were missing um, 
a pretty big piece in in, in Andy for us. But um, again, close games. The the Penguins were. I, I think they're going to do a lot of damage. Just they've got so many avenues to get to the hole. You know, obviously if Starkey's playing inside, he's, he's near and unbeatable. Um, Jeff's on the outside, he's as wet as they come. And, and Link, you know, he, he took his scoring up a lot last season. So now they were good. Um, I think we I think we might have just beat them in the in our scrim, but it wasn't. You know, I think we had Benji get pretty wet from the arc, so it was definitely a close game. Yeah, Benji was hot. My goodness, he's uh, he's, he's like five threes yeah. in that scrimmage, mate. He's a confidence dude, you know. I've I've played against him a lot, and he has games where he just turns it on and just once he hits one one or two, you know, in a short space of time, it's like here we go, boys, just feed it to him and and go, let him go to work. So I told him at the start, I said, mate, you've got your eight to ten to fifteen looks a game. I don't care if you're zero from eight one week because I know there's going to be weeks where you're seven from eight. So he's a uh, He's our shooting guard. He's he's going to be the one that you know. He's on the wing. He's going to be taking those shots. You know, I've got my I've got my trans guy with Cal, and I've got my you know my one with with As. So he's going to be the the you know the straight up shooter. And uh, Harley Lane showed a bit for us too from the mid range. He had a, a couple of nice little ones from the base. Yes, yeah, or um, a couple of those. Yeah, and uh, I think he hit a three or two as well. So, and then you know Brad Clough. He's all defense. He's going to make it a life a living hell for for anyone who's trying to tear us apart. So. I was happy with what the boys put up. Um, we've got Andy this week in our scrim, so it'd be a, a bit more of a chance to actually run the structure that we want to run. But um, no, nah, like I said, back on, sorry, Starkey's Penguins, they were, they were really, really good, really even spread, and they're going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> I love how you just circle back around. Oh, yeah, bought, yeah Starkey's uh, but, Penguins, yeah, by like, the way, very good. Yeah, give, nice. me, give me another 20 minutes, you know. I've only played one game with my boys, but I'll talk about them all night. I love it. It's <laughs> so good. Um, our other scrim was against... Um, the Vikings, the Vikings against yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey's team and Savin Lopez, man, I've never played with him. I think I've played against him, obviously, when he played Super League before um, in the early days. But he is—he's a genuine baller. He's, he, he looks fantastic on the floor. It doesn't look like he's missed a beat. Tra- uh, Tristan, give me the give me the lowdown on Sav Lopez. How old is Sav? Uh, seventy-eight. I think he's like <laughs> a couple of months older than Marty. <laughs> <laughs> So he'll be the next hip replacement, will he? Nah, Honestly, Sav, Sav's like, what? He's probably 40. Um, I think he'd be around that mark. What is actual ages? I'm not too sure. Is it? Because he looks he's like he's few... about 22. It's ridiculous. He looks, he looks it's 10 years younger than I do. Yeah. Yeah, he look, he's, he's got a couple of years on me and DT. Um, but yeah, he looks super young and he's super fit. Um, and he's like, he's a genuine boy. He played played um, a decade of Big V, a couple of teams, and he's still actively playing and, and doing really well. Really so, nice guy too, man. Like, if you, if you get a chance to talk to him, just one of the one of the best blokes uh, that Super League's probably got to talk to. So if you do get a chance to get to know him, he's, he's well worth a chat. Yeah, I remember in the lead-up to the draft, and he was obviously one of the guys that I knew a little bit about, but not much, and I, I text Mike. And I said, oh, mate, like, I know you've obviously played with him before, but can you tell me more about Sav Lopez? And he said, yeah, don't worry about it. He's not going past pick eight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fair enough. So he must be good. <laughs> um, but, no, they look, the Vikings were really nice. You know, obviously that that uh, that three, Sav, Trav, and and, uh, and Mikey as well, you know, they're going to they're gonna, you know, put you to the sword on some nights. I liked um, I liked Trav's game. You know, obviously he got, a, he got his probably handful of steals. 
um, hit the, you know, clean glass and, and fed the ball to, to Mikey and Sav for the finish. So they're going to be really good. I'm not sure. I didn't get much of a vibe from a couple of the later picks. I think they might have been missing one or two on the night. But No, so, well, what I saw, because I saw Matthew Russell out there as well, and I know in the, the combines he was sort of pretty gassed and, and, you know, he hadn't played basketball in a while. So what I saw from him was a lot more energy out there on the Tuesday. So... I was really impressed with uh, with what I saw from him, and I think he's going to uh, prove a bit of a steal uh, from pick one seventeen. As will Luke Thomas. Uh, think he he was a bit of a steal there as well. So, um, also I think I, I reckon Jared Marshall would have top scored in one of these games too. He um, he was out there sort of balling hard and and played some really good basketball. So. I, I really like what this team's made up of. I think there's the the capability there to go deep. So we'll see if they can pull it together. No, absolutely. And it's, you know, like, because Mike went for the even approach last season. He wanted a pretty even draft hand. Um, I think he, he targeted two two picks in the second round and sort of did his damage there. Whereas this season, he's gone that all in on the first round, you know, tried to get a bit of depth later. And, you know, I think he's done pretty well. We'll see how it goes first round. I think he's done a terrific job of drafting late in the in the draft. Um, and, and I think the, the proof will be in the pudding uh, come season time. But... I think they're going to be one of the teams to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked what I saw from Greggy's Bears in their two scrims too. By the way, did you catch much of them? Uh, in between coughing fits, yeah, I did see. I uh, <laughs> did see a little bit of uh, bit of this game or their game, and um, you know they were without JD, the goat, Joel Donnelly, uh, but pretty much everyone else there, and and there was a lot to like about what you see. So uh, I saw. I saw Justin Temby starting to hit his strides with his shot. I saw Jay fit Rich. too, JT. He looks so fit at the moment. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking hot. Um, Jay Rich was out there dropping dimes. Uh, I know a lot of people in the in the draft really fancied Jay Rich and wanted him to get him, got him, get him on in their side, but uh, he looks pretty comfortable uh, at the Bears just dropping dimes to everyone. Him and Westy had a great hookup. Uh, at one point during that that game, and um, I think I think this team's going to be just fine. Westy looked, you know, I don't want to say back to his best, but he looked he looked really nice. He looked really good. I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic with obviously Joel and um, and Westy both being, you know, pretty trigger happy from the from the arc, which is fair because they're both great shooters. Um, but I know obviously Joel loves to have the ball in his hands, so. Hopefully it works out for him, but I loved what I saw from Westy. He was he was looking like uh, the Westy of old on Tuesday night. Yeah, look, I, I think there's uh, there's definitely enough shots to go around, and and I think they'll find it. <laughs> I think I think they'll find a, a point that's that's really happy. You know, like Joel Donnelly one day will be hot, and Westy won't. And then you know it's probably happened within the same game. You know, first quarter Westy cold, Joel Donnelly hot. Third quarter Joel Donnelly cold, Westy like smoking hot. I think. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be like so many options that you can go to to carry that team and I think um, I think they're gonna be great and they obviously played uh, Kyle Day's Bulls Timmy Morgan going at pick 10 this season oh from is, it. It, is there a possibility of a steal of the draft in the first round is is that I, a thing mate I just love I, I love watching Tim Morgan like come come along on game day Um I came in on a Thursday night. I watched him. He's got his phone out. He's drawing up plays on his phone. 
I'm like, man, this guy is so bloody cool. Like, he knows everything about the game. He's like trying to G up his guys, get them into good spots. Uh, yeah, I froth it. I reckon I, I love it. It's just he, good to see. He balled out. Like, he looks so good. He, he started the game with the first shot, three, you know, nothing but net. Then yep. he's, running, he's running trans buckets. He's dishing dimes. He's going to be, he's obviously going to be a big piece for Kyle's team, but he showed it on Tuesday night. Yeah. And it was it was good to see actually because uh, we, we saw him on uh, on Tuesday. We played against his team on sorry on Thursday, and he's you know he dragged down Jared Kells, which uh, we hadn't seen a heap of uh, outside of Super League. So got a chance to play against him, and he's a lovely bloke and and a really good basketball player too. So um, it's good just to like see these guys sort of you know suddenly appear on a Thursday night, and you you know you're playing against these guys you're familiar with and. Um, it turns into a real sort of uh, community, I suppose, on a Thursday as well as outside of, oh, well, as well as Super League as well. No, absolutely. Um, I liked what I saw from from the GM himself too, Kyle Day. He just he, he bashed me in his GM interview, but he hit some nice shots. <laughs> what was that all about? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm suing him for slander because <laughs> he's pasted me there. But... Um, no, he's the self-appointed steal of the draft uh, in the seventh round, he reckons. But he, he actually he had some really nice shots. He played some good ball. He obviously he fences himself from the arc, which is fair because he can knock it down when he gets the opportunity. So. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who sort of fleeced everyone in this, this draft, and this sort of is a bit of a segue, but uh, Kurt Lazaro. Kurt Lazaro... Like, he took it so easy at the Combines. Everyone was like, is Kurt still good? Or, <laughs> And then he comes out on Tuesday, absolutely just knocked down every single shot he took. And he looks strong too. He's put some muscle on. Yeah, he's thick. With, like, four Cs. <laughs> thick. Yeah, nah, man. He looked really, really good out there. Shot the three ball well, shot the two ball well. Uh, did everything really, really well. Uh, I think there's a lot to like about Kurt Lazaro at pick 13, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about how deep this you know, this first round of this draft was. So, I, had, I honestly, in, this, in my pre-draft sort of notes, I had Kurt maybe even dropping a little bit more than that. But seeing him on Tuesday night, he looked a million bucks, man. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Nathan O'Brien, too, obviously one of the better pass-first guards sort of in the league. You know, he looked yeah. really good. He moved the ball well. Found Kurt when he was in good spots, um, and I like what uh, what Bales has done. You know, he's got Davy Huang, he's got Big Benny Rhodes in there, a couple of bruises in the paint, so you won't score easily when you get in the hole either. And Jordy Hendricks too is one of the better big men in the comp. Yeah, like terrifically um, put together a, a really good team of big men. So uh, I think with Nathan O'Brien, like you know, hopefully they can cash in on all those little sort of lanes. I think you know, particularly Nathan O'Brien will work well with Dave. Uh, sorry, Jordan Hendricks, um, and even you know Ben Rhodes. So it'll, we'll see how that sort of works out. But um, a lot to like about the Ringwood Rangers, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the teams that I wasn't quite sold on until I saw him play. Like I looked at the list, I was like, yeah, you know, it's okay. I think there's going to be teams to do better, but they're not yet. Yeah, Tuesday night in Elton Million Bucks, it looked awesome. Their second game, I think they they are all a bit gassed. You know, they were, they are a little bit short-handed, and um, I think it I think it sort of showed uh, towards the end of that second game. But man, I think I think there's a bit to like there. 
uh, I think guard-wise they might be a little thin. Like it's just Bailey, Kurt, and Nath um, in terms of guards. But you know if they can yeah. hold it down, I think they'll be pretty good. They are heavy. They're probably going to favour that, I guess, slower game style. But there's a few, yeah. few of our uh, teams that are going to sort of lean more towards that as well. I think so. They'll be right. They'll go well. I think the the team, like Trudy said earlier, it looks uh, sorry. The season looks to be even as like there's. There's no one really jumping ahead right now. I mean, obviously, you've got the teams that were at the top end of the draft that pick, you know, the best players, obviously. Um, but then those teams in the middle of the late rounds did really well with their depth picks. So, yeah. it's going to be good. I can't wait for this season to start, but it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I, I can't wait either, man. Like, it's going to be it's going to be grouse, and I know everyone's really excited too. So, um, yeah, can't wait to kick it off. We did... Um, we have been churning through these uniform reveals, and I'm pretty sure we're just about done. So uh, I don't know about you, Tristan, but I sort of like what I like. I like the dragons. That's me. I said it from the you start. Like I liked yours. You like that one? Yeah. Look, it's okay. I mean, got, you know, when I'm you put- fat, I don't want white boys. I love it, but <laughs> you like, got- I've got big guts. <laughs> It looks, I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it looks good, you know, on a computer screen, but when you go tracking on Plaza, it's going to look <laughs> average. So, um, shit. Look, wow. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few there. That Hold are really no punches, good. by the way, Tristan. Hold no punches. He's hiding oh, on the Monday night. I'll find him at some point <laughs> when he's trying to sneak away. For, when he's sneaking away to the Sporting Globe for beers on a work day, I'll find him. <laughs> Oh, you, oh, we actually caught it. We saw each other, didn't we? Call I was about to say, a little backstory there. Apparently, Tristan's boss or his business partner or whatever is a bigger cunt than him. I don't believe it. There's no way. <laughs> but uh, that's what Trudy said when we rocked up. <laughs> Ask Dale. I, Dale, Dale. Dale knows Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. So, um, um, we, we, we digress there. But um, <laughs> look, there's a, there's, there's a few... Well, they're all they're all freaking wicked, in my opinion. Um, what stands out to me, I really like the um, I really like the Rangers green. Uh, the, Is that, that green? green and, yeah, it's based on like yeah. the Celtics uniform uh, from this season. I'm slightly colorblind, but I fucking thought that was great. Is that green? I'm looking at it now. It is green. Yeah, yeah I, I like I like that green. Obviously, the Crocs is the Crocs is phenomenal. Um, Crocs seems to be a fan favourite amongst uh, amongst at least the GMs. It's a tidy design that I really like it. It's like, yeah, obviously the yeah the Raptors vibe going on there. It's not my green. I've got to be honest. I don't like that sort of lime, real bright green. But you know, it's it's from all reports from the players and the other GMs that that Crocs uniform's the the number one at the moment. Yeah. I'm a big yeah, fan of the bloodhounds. Uh, I like the uh, I like bro- rose uniforms there. There's yeah, sort of prison bars. Yeah. That looks fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's I'm, the I'm, uh, the Rockets sort of new school, old school that mm. they that they've recently come out with, and uh, yeah, I froth that too. I reckon it's tidy. Your uh, your Reapers one's pretty nice, DT. It's funny how you um, you just hmm. seem to get the a great jersey after great jersey. You must, um, you must be sleeping with the designer or something. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I appreciate it. I, I'm always the most critical of the Bayside Reapers more so than anyone else. So, I mean, I, I thought the Reapers one's okay. Um, but do I think it's the best one there? No, I don't, I don't think it's the best one there. But 
That one was like, I, um, loosely I get a, based I get a message. on... When, when there's about five days left to get these uniform designs in, um, I get a text message about five days every season, and it's from <laughs> DT saying, these Reefers uniforms have got me fucked. <laughs> every time, every single time. <laughs> it's amazing they're always black, by the way, you <laughs> bastard. I like, yeah. uh, I really like the Warrigal Chargers. It's a bit different. It's um, a bit of a color, color way that I'm not, you know, it's not one that jumps to mind, but I think it really works. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Cavs. It's Cavs-esque uh, mm. from, from back in the day. Obviously, they, they recently threw that one back. Uh, I think it's a it's a pretty neat sort of design. Like, it's it's very 90s, and, uh, you know, I, I like all that shit. So I, I think that one's a pretty cool one as well. Another one from the 90s, uh, the unicorns, the, you know, mm. like the the white suns uniforms were, were crisp as back in the day. So... Uh, to see those ones sort of get out, I, they're probably one of my favourites as well. The uh, the Bears, you know, the new Blairs, Bears blue, sorry, like that Minnesota look. It's a different blue from what the Bears usually go for, I reckon. It is, it is. Um, they, they're they usually rocking like a navy blue or, a, you know, they've done the light blue in the in the past. But mm. uh, the mid blue, I think, is going to suit them well. And um, it sort of fits in well with, you know, that Bears and the, the sort of whole uh, forest sort of, uh, design, I love it. And then there's the koalas, which there's no uniform at all. I'm trying to look at the picture, and all I can see is a couple, a couple of white of, stripes. Yeah, a name and a number. What the yeah, hell? That's a bit weird. A bit weird. But no. So, so keeping keeping in theme with their their Spurs from from last season, the Spurs obviously they love to pay homage to their uh, their military sort of uh, personnel. So that was. Uh, Nice, easy one to do, and I think it looks really clean. Nah, you've done a great job, mate. We we made a little gag before about you sleeping with the the designer, but uh, there's no no lies there. Taylor Teamway has done a pisser of a job on these ones. They do a great job every season, but this season is no different. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah. Any um anything else to discuss before we uh, before we head on off uh, to to go do our own things, boys? Um, I don't have much. I, I really enjoyed the, and it was an initiative from from Lockie McGrath. Our uh, little GM interviews. I thought they were great. It's a it's a good way for our players to maybe learn a little bit more and see the lighter side of the GMs that they might not have met yet. So I thought that was a, a good bit of fun. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was good to sort of read all of those ones. And was there any sort of uh, surprises on the the dinner lists uh, in particular? Did you did you find any? <laughs> Interesting results on those. Ah, uh, funny ones. I liked. Um, I think John O'Bray had uh, Faro Kafufu. <laughs> I think. I think that might have been Greg. Oh, was it? I, I was, was like, um, I got no idea what that is, but wanted to ask about the pyramids or something. And then you've got guys <laughs> like us that were like, you know, Will Chamberlain, fucking, you know, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, oh, Greg. That's that's the other one with Greg's, which actually made me laugh out loud. Yeah, Jesus, I have questions. <laughs> Why do I look so much like you? I thought you were a virgin. <laughs> uh, no, that was good fun. It's a, it's a lot of lot of a, a lot of hype around this season, boys. I think it's going to be a pisser. Yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And like like we said at the start, I think just with the the team that we've got around us now, I think there's a there's a pretty good chance this is going to be the best season that we've had. Uh, full stop. So. Uh, I can't wait. 
No, it's gonna be it's gonna be good fun. It's gonna be good fun. You get people too. Like I was at the shops today, and I ran into a, a mate from school that I I probably haven't seen in ten years, and he said, "Oh, I see something about this basketball league that you're involved with, man." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, Super League. Have you heard about it?" And he's like, "Yeah." It's like, how do you get involved? I'm like, mate, I'll tag you in a few things. He said it looks really fun. You just want to get back into it, and I think that's what our league does really well. Is it's very inclusive. It's not a hey, we're we're all ballers. It's if you want to try this game or get back into this game. This is a great way to do it. You're going to meet a, a whole bunch of new and exciting and nice dudes as well. So it's good. It's the reach is getting is getting wider and and the the league's growing after a couple of tough seasons. So it's, it's definitely exciting times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Tristan, anything to add um, at all? No, I think we're uh, I think we're all good. We uh, obviously we got scrims uh, coming up. We're, few more practice games which by the time you're listening to this will be tonight and tomorrow night uh and then we'll be having a week off and we should be going into round one in about two weeks i believe so yeah uh all happening all very exciting um just can't wait to get out there and our new kits and give it a fair old crack love it well boys Appreciate you joining me. This has been uh, this has been awesome. Can't wait to do it all again in seven days' time.